It's the Muppet History Podcast with your host, Joshua Gillespie, and featuring Madison Mantis. Yay! Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Muppet History Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Madison Mantis, and today with me, of course, as always, we have Joshua Gillespie. Howdy ho. Howdy ho, Ranger Joe. You get that reference. Oh, I was going for more like Mr. Hanky. That's a good one, too. I was thinking Joey on Full House. Oh, it's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. It has. We, Technically, um, uh, well, even though we record, we released a new episode, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, we kind of have, we, we have some episodes backlogged and um, we kind of just kind of go with the flow, especially um, because we we both have pretty busy schedules, but we still want to keep trying to try to keep uh putting out new episodes for you because i have a lot of fun with this we both decided to uh become adults finally yeah well first off how was your summer well i finally have a driver's license yay and i uh started school i'm going back to school for a hospitality management degree Ooh, look at you fancy that's a fancy uh i want to do hotel stuff (laughs) Is what it basically should, boils down to. When you have a business card, it should just say Joshua Gillespie, hotel stuff. Hotel man. Hotel. <laughs> a professional hotel Muppet. The hotel man and professional Muppet. Mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect. What about you though? You you're not you're not working at that. F- you're not working at your friend's. No, I, uh, I still restaurant anymore. I still am. Are you? Uh, yeah, very uh, very sparsely i guess because i did get a new job i don't really want to i mean if you follow me on instagram you know i don't really want to put it out there but it is definitely a company that everybody in the world knows and but yeah it's a really really great company um i have had a lot of um people that are actually excited about the podcast josh do we have any news from the summer anything that's kind of coming up in the muppet world we actually finally have a muppet halloween special by the graces of the gods we are finally blessed with something halloween muppet related we were supposed to have them in the 70s we were supposed to have them in the 80s they tried in the 90s and we got a oh, we got a badass playstation game out of it but that's beyond the point we're finally getting a muppet halloween special muppets haunted mansion based on one of my favorite disney properties and i've been saying for years and if you followed me you know i've been saying the best parody they the best ride that the muppets could parody would either be like pirates of the caribbean or the haunted mansion and technically we got muppets pirates of the caribbean back in 97 96 yeah 96 so now we're getting muppets haunted mansion and it's like wow yeah haunted mansion is like my like i always say if there was one ride i could go on over and over and over for the rest of my life it would be haunted mansion so i'm I'm really excited to see what's going to come of this i feel like it's from the promotional well you know what i'm not even going to talk about it because we have a guest today that uh we can definitely do that with we're talking Um, to the haunted mansion itself the building has come to visit the you know, I actually did a tour of the haunted, like an in, like I, I like nice. a very in-depth tour. Like I have pictures of me sitting in Madame Leota's chair, and I almost broke it. Um, this, I, it's such an old chair, and I don't think anyone sat in that 
for years. And it was also made out of the cheapest wood because no one was expected to ever sit in it. Probably. You know what? I think it was a fancy chair. It was like one of those like old chairs that had like a spring in it. And yeah. I felt the spring just pop. Ooh. And I was like, oh, gosh. And I'm like, ah. I, oh, cool. Tetanus shot at the Haunted Mansion. I, I have a picture of me in it, actually. And the look on my face, Josh, I'll send it to you. But the look on my face is like, I just broke a chair in the Haunted Mansion. So it's. It was really so fun. So go ride the Haunted Mansion, folks, and you can see that chair that Madison broke. You can see the place that my butt's at. You um, can point outside of your vehicle and go, I know whose butt broke that. It's me. Um, also, a little, I don't know, it's not really new. Well, I guess it's new. So we all know that um, Adidas had the uh, Stan Smith collab with um, Disney. So they had our very own Kermit on some shoes. And I was looking at the site the other day. And I saw that they had the Kermit shoes, but they also have a, they have a Miss Piggy version. So they have solely Piggy and then they have a version where it's the both of them and they are the coolest freaking shoes they have. I don't know what it's called. Like, like at the bottom of the laces where sometimes they have like a little logo that kind of slips through the laces. One side is one of Piggy's eyes and the other side is Kermit's eyes and on the back. So they have kind of like the contrasting, like there's uh, the green, and then the, it's like a peachy pink. So it's like more like her skin, obviously. Um, and on the back, the one says it's not easy. And the other one says being green. So I think it's the same as the ones that you got, right? The regular Yeah, comment. mine say that. Yeah, yeah. Say and that. it's cool because they're made of like all recycled materials. And I'm really big into that. So that's really cool. But yeah, they had them on sale. By the time this comes out, they probably won't be on sale. But they probably should be on the website still because I don't think people really know about it no, and I didn't those kermit even... shoes they sold out fast oh they did i as soon as they went on sale i i snagged them. them yeah i you know what i'm glad i waited it for was the... one of it, it was one of those where i was like a hundred dollars do i yeah i got mine for 60 because they were 40 percent off this weekend mm. yeah so i was i got very lucky they came in like three days so i'm very excited i had to like preserve them in the spray and so they're very cool so i would highly recommend going on adidas are already dirtied up and that's like eh they're shoes they're meant to be worn yeah um and everybody knows me as the muppet girl now so yeah working there just you know keeps the doctor away what oh oh (laughs) waka waka it's so funny well speaking of the muppets and the haunted mansion we have a very special guest today Someone I have been honored to call a friend for several years, Mr. Kirk Thatcher. Yay. We didn't pay for the last two years because of COVID. So I think you know, the friend fee the is uh, didn't go away just because I couldn't see anybody. So I think you got to pay up or now you're just, now you're just somebody that I used to message. <laughs> oh, I, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. So Kirk. How have you been? How have you been through all of that? I mean, you're obviously, I mean, busy right now, but how are you? It's been crazy two years. Today, literally today, this is going to be like a museum piece in that I just got my second Pfizer shot. So like in 10 years, people are like, oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that in the old days (laughs) when there were people living and talking about, uh, so I'm a little beat up. It's, it, it really screwed up my muscles, like in my yeah back in my leg like more than when i get a flu i get sometimes like my teeth hurt you know you get weird muscle like this is like my i felt like and other people i was reading up on it so you know it's not just you me mm-hmm. uh 
people felt like they'd done a, a, a really hard interval training thing. And like that next day we were all stiff and sore. Yep. Um, yeah. So aside from that, I'm good. I, it was, you know, the last two years have been nuts between, cause well, we started Muppet Haunted Mansion since you brought it up. We started writing about it. We start, we broke the story in November or December, January of 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were going to mm-hmm. write it in February into March and then shoot it in March of 2020. And then, <laughs> you know, lockdown <laughs> happened. So Oops. we didn't go to the script. So then I didn't work for, what is that, like 10 months? No, nothing. Because wow. there was no work happening. Hollywood yeah. kind of shut down. Yeah. So that was really tough. And, and you know, I'm, again, I'm not the only person that ran out of work. And was like, uh, luckily I had a very understanding uh, bank that had, holds my mortgage. And they basically... We'll check in every three months and how's it going? I'm like, there's, you know, watch the news. Mm-hmm. And so they, they let me literally take a year off from my mortgage payment, which is, you know, half of my income if you look wow, at it. Wow, yeah. So uh, I got to stay in my house, which was nice. And uh, and then Muppets Haunted Mansion kind of restarted. We were talking uh, in, I think we started writing last November of, of 2020. Uh, again, polishing the story, they we, they had decided that it wasn't going to be a ninety minute movie. It was going to be an hour long or forty five minute to hour long special size. It's still a movie, but and then they, um, uh, yeah, and then we started writing it. I think we finished the first draft probably in December, early January, and then pre production started end of January, early February, and we started shooting in April. Wow. That was really fast. Um, yeah, just picked it up and started going again. Yeah, it wasn't a, uh, a long, drawn-out process in that way. Yeah, um, that's good. And, and, and yeah, and the Muppets are, are kind of managed now by the people at Imagineering, so that was great because we had access to We got this great like 80-page document, a PDF file of all the behind the scenes stuff at the mansion and close-ups of characters wow. and, mm-hmm. and even like backstories to how they came about and how the mansion you got came like about. the Bible. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's kind of what they call it. The mansion Bible. And you know, they're very, very specific. Like you can't share this. You can't. And like, mm-hmm. Oh, but as a mansion fan, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I felt the yeah, same way. Yeah. I had, I was just telling Josh, um, I know somebody who is, um, you know, tight knit, I guess he, he works backstage there and uh, I got to like walk through and like see all those like tiny little details. And I was actually telling him that I, I, um, I sat in Madame Leota's chair. I was in Disney world and I uh, almost broke it. I think the spring popped. Oh, so uh, yeah, but it was just so cool. Just seeing all those details and everything is just so low tech in there too. I know. Like, yeah. Cams. And then what's crazy is when we didn't, um, I've been in there before. Uh, we shot some commercials at the Disney Disneyland. Well, I shot commercials at Disneyland and Disney World, but when I got to go in the mansion, it was at Disneyland. And what's fun is like it's you know 1960s technology, and also mm-hmm. like you just turn the corner. I mean, there's a reason the Doom buggy is shaped like this. You know, you yep. can't see yeah. behind, and it's not even painted. I mean, it's just you know, and there's you know brush or brooms leading up against the yep. wall. Yeah. I was going to say they use it as storage space. Yeah, that's what surprised yeah. me about it all. Like a lot of it just looked like some kids like art project, like paper mache. And I'm just yeah. like, you can tell this was paid like so like yeah. glue everywhere. And yeah. like, that's why it's in the dark. Yep. Part of the Caribbean around the corners that you can't see. It's just chicken wire and like burlap with plastic. I mean, yes. so loosey goosey, but it, that's amazing. It's like movie making. It's in mm-hmm. yeah. 
behind the camera, it can be a, you know, it doesn't have to be painted or look pretty. It just has to look good on camera. So Right. Now, did um, they have you go, um, in preparation for this, did they have you go to both of the parks and kind of... No, not, not Holly. I mean, uh, not uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it, it's a... It, it's a cool mansion. I've, I've been there, but I didn't get a walk through. No, we didn't, we didn't do any research, uh, cause we got these documents and also everything was closed. Mm-hmm. You know, we did this during the height of COVID. So we didn't really go anywhere. In fact, we wrote the whole thing on zoom. There wasn't a wow. Now we didn't, in fact, we had m- almost all, if not all of our production meetings on zoom. We didn't get together until the week before shooting where we actually in the same space. Wow. It's just crazy that that's kind of, that's normal now. Yeah. It's the new normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then while, while we were filming again, I can kind of talk around it without giving anything away, but Mm -hmm. while we were filming, we got tested. If you were on set, so camera crew grips, lighting, obviously the, the talent, the puppeteers, the actors, we were tested every day. That's great. It was about a three week shoot. Well, about four week shoot, three and a half week shoot. And, uh, through the whole shoot, no one got COVID. And the last day they tested someone in the art department who wasn't on set. Oh, oh okay. So, well, it's still. Tested, tested positive, but they didn't get sick. It was a younger guy. He okay. was in his okay. 20s, I think. And uh, he didn't give it to anyone. So, you know, we, we kind of were very happy about that. But the whole art department had to get tested twice after yeah. a wrap. Um, yeah. We were, you know, but everyone was really good. We wore face shields and masks and again got tested every day and it was weird that was the weird part it was like lunch because normally lunch you sit and you talk to everybody and you kind of mm-hmm. we'd sit like half a table away so you kind of be yelling yeah and you know, lunch was you couldn't pick you know the craft services like they had to hand it to you with a glove mm-hmm. and, and lunch was there was you know essentially like a little window in the tent and you would say what you wanted and then you just walk down and they wouldn't hand it to you and this guy had a mask and you're masked and so again, it didn't hurt. It wasn't awful. It was just weird. Um, right. Yeah. It was unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when guest stars would come in, you know, I'd go meet with them and like in their makeup room where they're getting made up, which is, you know, the size of a bathroom. So you you put on your mask and kind of stand in the doorway and, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone was, you know, everyone's professional, but yeah. Yeah. Are the puppeteers now, cause they have like, their like mic hookup right now. Are they wearing masks? Like how well could you hear through that? Like, <laughs> um, they didn't, um, okay. they, did if they felt more comfortable that way. Okay, yeah. But they are mic'd here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. A mask doesn't really muffle it that much. Um, that's good. When they were performing, I think they didn't wear masks. Mm-hmm. I was just imagining uh, Kermit Matt talking and it's all muffled coming out of his mouth. But then it's, it's just... <laughs> 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 <And> his mouth. <laughs> oh, man. So it was, it was, I mean, I hadn't shot anything since Muppets Now, which was two years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was Muppets then. Do we know anything yeah. if that's going to be continuing or no, it's not? No, I don't. You know what? Here's the problem. I mean, and I'm not offended by it, but everyone asks me, I have no idea. I'm literally just a freelancer. Okay. I'm like a guy they call and they say, do you want to do this or are you available? And I'll say yes. And then I'm part of that project, but I know nothing about, which frustrating. Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. Like, yeah. I want to pitch ideas, but I don't know if they're developing something similar or whatever. So, you know, there mm-hmm. is no there there. I mean, they don't have, I, I think they have a, a, a consulting deal with Jim Lewis. I know that, but you know, he's mm-hmm. works at home and, but so he might be privy to more stuff than I am. Cause he's usually writing for the little 
you know, and they do a little advertising or whatever. The Muppets go on Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars. He usually writes that stuff. So he's okay. tuned in. I am not. They just bring me on on project to project basis. So, huh. I, yeah. so everyone on Twitter, stop asking me questions. <laughs> I know I don't mind. I get it, but I'm always like, I don't yeah. know. I'm really sorry. I'm just a freelancer. You know? And then they respond with, just, "You tell with, us yeah. you don't know." When really, and it's like, no, I, I know. really don't. Here's, what, here's I, what's funny and, yeah. and ironic. I'm friends with Kevin Feige and the Marvel gang. Yeah. I know more about yeah. what they're doing and their secrets than I do about the Muppets. And I don't work out. I'm friends with them and I socialize with them. So I'll find mm-hmm. out stuff and, you know, it doesn't go beyond that room, but because yeah. I don't, so there is no real Muppet. There's two people who are at the Muppets. Well, three who are kind of the Muppets at Imagineering and, and, you know, their, their management and they also are tasked with other jobs. They're not just the Muppets. So there isn't really any Muppets there to speak of as like, you know, someone goes to work every day and just does Muppet stuff. At least that's been right. my impression. Uh, unlike, yeah. You know, and it's been that way pretty much since Disney bought them. You know, uh, Debbie mm-hmm. was running it with Trace, Tracy, and, a, and like an assistant, and that was it. And now we've got the two or three people at Imagine at Imagineering, and that's it. So there's no like Muppet division. I mean, that is it's a cubicle or two in an office. It's it's not, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which is just different. You know, very different from you know how, how it had been with Jim and, and with Brian running the company when there was yeah. a company around. We were going to ask that, like, do you have any fun stories of Brian or, and you worked with Jim for a short bit. Five, about five years, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had any fun stories to share. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we usually have people come on and just kind of like tell us their Muppet history. Like, you know, like. Yeah, like, oh, I grew up with Sesame Street or I grew up with, but you, you're you one of those lucky people who has been on the battlefield of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Well, I grew up with Sesame Street when I was hit when I was six. So, you know, I knew my okay. alphabet, but I love the puppets and the humor of it and just the creativity. So I, I did grow up watching uh, Sesame Street and even that some of the Ed Sullivan stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this. I you know, was watching Saturday Night Live. It hit when I was about 13 and I loved comedy. So I'm watching that and I saw, you know, Scred in the land of uh, land Gorch. of Gorch. Oof. Like, oh, wow, the mop, you know, that's so cool and so weird. And I love the glass eyes. And, and you know, and then they pulled it off after what, six or seven episodes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. That's very short. The Muppet Show came out, but the Muppet Show came out about the same time Star Wars did. And that just took my, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching the Muppet Show. I thought it was funny for me. And, and this is where some fans disagree with my take, but, you know, that's, it, nobody owns the Muppets. I mean, all, none of us as fans own it. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought of it as like Monty Python with puppets. Oh yeah. Not, yeah. not Kermit and Piggy's dating history. And, and the movies obviously have to focus more on a linear story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like them like the way Python does where they did, you know, uh, Holy Grail and then life of Brian where, or just, you know, a thrown together series of sketches related. I mean, life of Brian, I mean, uh, Holy Grail is really a, a bunch of themed sketches with sort of a yeah. theme. I was going to say meaning of life definitely is mm-hmm. right. Right. Well, that definitely. Yeah. Well, that was almost, yeah. Cobbled together a bunch. Yeah. A bunch of sketches. So uh, for me, like a treasure Island and, and Christmas Carol, I, I like using them as a, an acting troupe like Python. Yeah. 
or if you're familiar, I don't know if you guys or even some of the listeners are familiar with a British series of movies. They made like 14 of them called Car- the Carry On films. Mm-hmm. And it was like a series of actors and they would do these really goofy and they're very British and very dated, but they're a lot of fun. And, and they would do like Carry On Fighting and it's in World War II or Carry On Doctor and it's in a hospital. But it was huh. these six or eight different actors and they put them in different roles. But it was always, and I just love that. I thought, well, that's great because you you get this range and of talent that can do different things. I mean, they're all kind of a type. And then you get these different worlds. So, um, again, it harkens back to what the Muppets originally were and what Jim wanted to be. You know, he, yeah. I mean, uh, the Muppet movie was just really worked because everyone had seen the Muppet show and it was a hit. Yeah. If that came out and no one had seen it, people were like, I don't know why. I mean, you wouldn't know these characters would really care. Right, exactly. And when it people is- say, what a great movie, I go like, it's a great movie at the end of a great hit TV series. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so you can't really hold it up as like, that's the kind of storytelling. There's anything wrong mm-hmm. with it, but you couldn't do it. I mean, you could do it with the Muppets because everyone knows them now. Um, you know, Treasure Island, things like that, where you're, those two are specific stories. I like, parodying genres like i've always wanted to do a and you know haunted Ma- not necessarily a disney haunted mansion but a haunted house halloween yeah i've been trying to do a halloween monster muppet thing i think i've said we it. talked about that mm-hmm. yeah for 30 30 years i tried to do a show with uncle deadly and so this was kind of a a dream come true when when yeah so when i first met the people again talking around treasure uh, treasure on a mansion without giving anything away when uh, the new management took over at Imagineering, I, I had a meeting on the phone with uh, Lee, who's who's the day-to-day person running it. And um, and she's from Australia, and so she gets kind of that Monty Python sort of humor, you know? Yeah. Which was a sigh of relief for me, because I'm like, okay, you know, she's not like, they're so great for my five-year-old. Not that oh dear. it's not great, but she gets that kind of sillier, again, more British yeah. comedy. So we were just having a meet and greet. I'm like, I, you know, I met her and said, hi, but this was a talk about stuff. And one of the things I said was I really would want to do, you know, something with Uncle Deadly or something with monsters, a, a Halloween themed thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we basically nothing much happened except uh, uh, we did Muppets now. So I worked on that a little bit of brainstorming, mainly just directing for a week. And then she called me, I guess it was, uh, yeah, late, like fall of 2019 and said, so we'd, uh, we'd done uh, Muppets Now, but it hadn't aired. She said, hey, what do you think about, I think there's something you'd be really interested in, which is doing something with the Haunted Mansion. And I said, that would be awesome. That's one of my three favorite rides. It kind of shaped my taste as a kid. It would be Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, the Tiki Room. That's yep. like my whole. Okay, now Muppet Tiki Room. That, that's that's what you got to do next. <laughs> yeah. I got to see. I got to see that. Well, we, you know, when Muppet birds talk, nobody's impressed. Uh, <laughs> never, no. I mean, yeah, where are the birds and the bears and the pigs and the frogs? And then yeah, you just right. keep going it's on. the whole thing, um, yeah. It, jokes write themselves. Uh, yeah. Where's the big bird? We don't own him anymore. <laughs> um, so uh, then we got together, and I'm a huge mansion fan. I mean, I grew up in L.A., so I went all the time. And, you know, I know the song lyrics by heart. I had the yeah. album when I was a kid. Yeah. So I just jumped into it. I remember even while we were writing, I was telling the guys, no, no, we have to say these lines this way. <laughs> That's what they say in the ride. And they're like, you know, 
that up. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you were the right um, guy to do this then. I was, yeah, I was exactly. the nerd. I was the yeah. I was the D and D player mm-hmm. on the dragons. Movie going no, no and that's no. what's perfect is getting you got to get the nerds who know what they're talking yeah. about so I, I, if you're a muppet nerd or a haunted mansion nerd and i like i said the venn diagram is almost a complete circle mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think everyone's gonna be really happy we we have and again this has been in print so many easter eggs for both groups if you love the mansion there's gonna be stuff in there that you're like oh my god they did that mm-hmm. a little homage yeah. they, they did this but in a different way or if you're a muppet fan you'd be like oh my god that character and that character People have already been. Uh, oh, I was complaining about yeah, where people are doing the the second by second, frame yeah, by frame right. analysis. Like, Chip is in it. That's the most uh, upset I've seen people. Like Chip is in it. Oh my god, it made me laugh. So or I responded trying to figure yeah. out trying to figure out who the two of the portrait ghosts were when you could only see it like in a blurred frame in the far background. They're like that's pops, and I'm like, yeah. sure. Yeah. What what I think people are going to love doing is watching this and, and rewinding and watching and rewinding. Cause it is like, I, I grew up with mad magazine and I used to say what I loved were those flash panels where there'd be like 70 gags and two pages yeah. of, of a magazine size thing. And this movie is a lot like that, where you're just going to, especially a couple of musical numbers. There's so many little bits going on and little homages to this and that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's was really fun for me. Cause it was, Lay, there was no pushback. In fact, like I said, the Imagineering people, uh, there's a couple people who are, their job is to know the mansion and to be the mansion people. And and we were working with them. They they used this great phrase. They said, you know, we have, we've read, I mean, it literally said like, we've read a few hundred mansion projects over the years, animated movies, you know, whatever. Yeah. They said most people double down on the what they said the grim not the grinning but your yeah your script is the right balance like it's more it's grim and grinning but it's more grinning i'm like well you know we're the muppets yeah, yeah. So, uh but again i think a lot of that just came from me being such a, a mansion fan and, and loving that sort of like it's a little spooky but it's also a little silly mm-hmm. I think that's the muppets in general it's yeah a little silly well, and it's a little spooky right. yeah the muppets bring the silly the, the spooky is sort of what we pulled from the mansion. And, and uh, it's funny because uh, one of the exec producers, um, Andrew Williams, who uh, runs the creative at Soapbox, has two little girls that are, I think, well, they're under 10. And and, and he, he would watch them, like, you know, the rough cuts with them. And, and they would be, like, startled or, you know, like, kind of startled and then giggle, you know. So it's, <laughs> if you have kids, because a lot of people were saying, oh, my five-year-old, you know, can't wait to see it. I'm like, oh, gosh, are we... We're in, and luckily, there's enough parents with kids that age. Are like, oh no, it's it's the level of scare that they like. Where it's like, oh, yeah. it's, oh okay, it's you know, it's it's a muppet. It's not going to bite my head. Yeah. Off. But we have some, we have a few little scares that are just startle, you know, kind of a jump scare kind of things, like you do in the mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Those those heads that yeah. pop out of the behind the graves in the graveyard. I yeah. still we, close my eyes, shut gosh. my like, and I got to say when I walked around, I was right next to one, and the sound wasn't on, yeah. obviously, but you just hear the hydraulic like right next to me, and I fell into the because yeah. when you're walking through, yeah, it's yeah. just all hay. Like, so I walked out yeah. and I still had a piece of hay like attached to me. I'm like, I I'm gonna keep it. So. It's in Florida yeah. somewhere, but yeah, yeah, it was just like, you know, that kind of, you know, that level of scare, I feel like is just, it's just perfect for the Muppets. And, we yeah. do a, a couple of those and uh, we use pretty much almost every Muppet that's still usable. Again, the fans are like, is so-and-so going to be in it? So-and-so going to be in it? It's like, if they or not toast, which is the word we use, if the puppets are yeah. basically you put it on and your fingers go through yeah. it. 
Uh, if they're not toast, they're pretty much in this movie. We used a lot, a lot of puppets. Wow. A few awesome. got cut just from gags. The other thing was, you know, they they really wanted to be like one and done, an hour and done. And, and, and our, our first script was only like 56 pages, so it was under an hour. But mm-hmm. they, yeah. cut, they cut down some stuff. So there were some gags that were very specific to things like the jump up scares that got cut only because they were there because it was a mansion thing. It wasn't really advancing the plot or even particularly funny. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's always the frustration is like you, that'll be the extended cut, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If only you could see that kind of stuff on like Disney plus, like I always want to watch bloopers yeah. of stuff and I'm like, well, you're not going to see it because it's, you know, this is a, it's not a DVD. Gotta go out and buy the blue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they did too much. There's a lot of behind the scenes uh, still work, but I don't know if they did much behind the scenes video. Like, I don't think there's going to be a, a making of doc unless they were really invisible, but I knew yeah. they were pretty weird because mm-hmm. we weren't on yeah. a giant soundstage. Like if you were <laughs> where I was, was usually eight feet from the wall. Mm-hmm. So there was not a lot of room to go behind. And if you're going in front of me, you're going to end up in shot. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's what's funny about the Muppets. Well, everything I worked on, I didn't work on the two movies they did in the last 10 years. But everything I work on is very Muppet scale. Like, oh, we've got one soundstage and all our sets are going to be in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you're, you're walking through one set to get to the other set and camera and gear. It's not these, oh, we've got five sound stages and we built, you know, like Treasure Island was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These English sound stages in Shepperton and they built the whole freaking ship. The Hispaniola was there to the waterline and maybe about three feet below and it was on gimbals and they flooded the stage and made a tank. And yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So, you know, the, the things I've been working on are like, we've got a smaller budget than that. Um, We're yeah. going to do it in your garage. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it, essentially we, we do it in one soundstage and, but, and we we're very clever about using, mm-hmm. using some of the spaces in the soundstage that were just rooms and using them and redressing them as a room in the movie, mm-hmm. not building a set, just basically painting the wall and adding some, you know, artwork or something. Right. So did they try to recreate the mansion? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, uh, we created our version of the mansion What my, the backstory we came up with, which isn't really explained in the movie, but explains the visual is that the same architect who did the one in Florida and Paris and, and, and Anaheim, this was the fourth mansion that he, <laughs> okay, it's very similar. <laughs> There's things that are exactly the same and things that are kind of the same and things that are different, but they all feel like they're part of a Disney haunted mansion, but they're not a, in other words, they didn't just go to Anaheim and go, oh, okay, we recreated that. And we didn't go to, right. We didn't recreate any yeah. of them. We kind of recreate, we created a new mansion that feels like all of them in some ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that actually answers a question I've been getting a lot, which is people asking me like, Oh, it's the Muppets and they go to Anaheim and they're stuck in the mansion. And that's like, I don't no, think we that's it. Right. We weren't that obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I mean, like, let's go to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Muppets go to Disney World Part Two. We were concerned. At least I was concerned. I said, I don't want this to be like you know the. I don't know if you were, you guys aren't old enough, but when Disneyland first opened the Haunted Mansion, they did a TV special with Kurt Russell with the, the Osmonds. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we're going. For, you know, yep. it's not that. It's not like oh, yep. we're stuck in Disneyland overnight on Halloween in the Haunted Mansion. It's not that at all. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. good to know because we're kind of tick me off because that just seemed like it's the Paul Lynn Halloween special. (laughs) Mickey's here to introduce our next act. It's not that. It's a movie. Okay. A movie with a story with with a haunted mansion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but, you know, 
it's not yeah. what we were expecting. <laughs> That's when they give us half the budget they yeah. gave us for this. Like, okay, the stage, and Mickey's going to be just a walk around from the park. And you know, Gonzo like, sits in Madame Leota's chair and breaks it. Oh, like somebody. <laughs> yeah. mm. Don't. Well, cool. Actually, speaking of that, they did give us some of the props from the actual ride. Wow. You know, chairs. <sighs> That had been, you know, re redone, so they had them in storage, and we got to use. Oh, them. That's cool. That's awesome. And we, and we got to create some stuff that isn't in any of the mansions, but seems dialogue and props, and even a little couple gags where you're like, oh, like people think, is that in one of the other mansions? Like, if you've yeah. only been to Disneyland, you'll wonder. Because mm -hmm. I think we captured, and and I only say that because people who are working on post production sound or VFX had asked, is that in one of the mansions? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Nope, we created that, but. It, you would think it would be in one of the mansions. So right. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, take some of that from the special and like end up putting it in, you know, one of the mansions because I mean Anaheim gets Nightmare Before Christmas, we get Muppets. That'd be that'd be fair. That's fair trade. Right. We were so many people so many people have asked are they gonna do a layover for, you know, the mansion? And I said, Well, it's gonna be a lot more expensive, you know, because the one in Anaheim was really just Blacklight cutouts yeah. for years, and they've started adding characters. So if they do it with the Muppets, we we did a it would be a big way. I mean, maybe they put in a few gags again that just seem like oh that's part of the mansion. Not you know it's not like uh, you know Kermit as a, a ghost flying around, but yeah. a prop. In a Muppet right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't really see them doing it, especially because I mean Disneyland. You know, people would definitely flip if you know they didn't do nightmare before christmas and then in florida the reason why they do it is just because or they don't is because there's so yeah. many tourists that come through and it's like well they want to see the mansion as it is and disneyland's more locals where you know they can kind of see yeah. that switch I, I, to be honest between you me and everybody listening i don't <laughs> like i don't like the overlay because they I, I don't mind it but i wish they did it after halloween yeah because it's a yeah. christmas overlay and they do it now at the end of august so mm -hmm. september October, november december january yeah isn't it already done oh yeah no they did it's it. already yeah it's already up and yeah i thought so yeah it's, it's getting sooner and sooner right. because when we last time i went to disneyland which was i think 2000 it was like 2004 we went in november and it was like it's just opened mm -hmm. and we had to wait two hours to ride it yeah they move it forward it was, it was changed over in august which really ticks yeah because i want to go on halloween to the mansion and have it be halloween not christmas right exactly and then they're yeah. just every time i've been to disneyland for my birthday because it's january 14th and everybody remember that um and it's always that <laughs> It's always they. I, it, for everybody listening, you can't see this. They both just pretended to write it down. So I appreciate the effort, guys. Um, every time I'm there, they're always switching it back, and they always have the sorry, we're closed. You know, we're we're dusting the cobwebs. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, just let me in. Like that's my favorite ride. It's my birthday every single time. It's not that hard to move cars. Just let me just pop on in and say hi. That's all I want, you know. But so it's just it's crazy. And like Florida, like. August in Florida is it's like almost like Halloween is a personality trait for that because it just starts in August and everywhere it's just Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I, I get it with fall, you know, it's but just well, what's funny is because of that, Florida's got all this uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion like swag, like the yeah. eclairs that they painted on it and and the gift bags yeah. and candy bags, and we don't have any of that out here, which is like, god darn it. Which makes no sense because you guys made it in California. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, I know. Very upsetting. 
Yeah. I demand a flight. Well, at least now you have Philhar magic. I no. demand a flight to Florida and a free three-day pass and stay at the fanciest hotel. And, <laughs> I don't, I don't How often do you get to go to the parks? Or do you, I mean, do you still, you know, frequent? It's, or? Not, gonna okay. <laughs> it's not, it's, I mean, I go to Disneyland at least once a year. I mean, okay. mainly now, usually the uh, last two years I haven't because no one was going, but, uh, well, I think, yeah, I think fall of, tw- yeah, it was Halloween time of 2019. Uh, I went, uh, with friends. And- so Christmas. Yeah, no, it's still Halloween. I got to see like the apple, you know, the poison apple stuff and some of the Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last time. Usually I go once, maybe twice a year only because friends are visiting from out of town. And I I like going with people who don't know it well. I'm like, I'll give you the tour guide. Then we go have a drink, go have a drink with um, either the uh, Grand Californian because they have great restaurants or uh, Trader Sam. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love Florida. The Trader Sam's is its own. Yeah, the Trader Sam's in Florida honestly like tops it. Like that was our yeah. hangout for the longest time. I would just kind of like hang out in the Polynesian and just like take my laptop yeah. in, and I would somehow like I mean it's just the whole ambiance. And I I mean the one in California is fine, it's fine, but, but it's like in the side of a pool, but it's part of the hotel. It's like an afterthought yeah. where again because it's the Polynesian, you're like, well, this is where yeah, this yeah. is this is the jam. Do you remember? Well, actually, so that we're speaking about Disneyland, do you remember the first time going? I was so young. I was probably six or seven, so it was in the sixties. Yeah, oh, I wow. think I was there. But I knew I was there before seventy, and we used to have the old e-ticket, you know, stubs and all that. And I remember, uh, like, uh, um, Carousel of Progress was there. Like a lot of rides have been pulled. The Rocket, um, which they've redone, but that was there—the old-fashioned Rocket ride. I. Uh, I remember when they put in the hat box ghost, which I was really excited about. When I heard when I heard that you were working on this, I'm like, Kirk finally got his Halloween his Muppet Halloween thing. Yeah. Thank God. It's been it's so It's nice long. the fans know that because I only complain about it every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's see, now it's a Western and a sci-fi movie and 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 Okay. So uh, so Muppets in space and then Muppets in the West. Well, I wrote Muppets in Space in the mid I know you did. Yeah, yeah. Muppets from. Wait, no. 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 What? Whoa. We got a fan going to boot her. Shh. No, stop. I remembered right after I said that. <laughs> I still got the Welch's jelly jars that say Muppets in yep. Space. Dude, I was just thinking about those the other day. I'm pretty sure my mom sold them at a garage sale, and I'm <laughs> I think I had all of them that. and a couple broke. I have like two left somewhere in the garage in a box. Cause you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to do Muppets in space. And then they, then Jerry had his script, the star gonzos is what became Muppets from space. But I remember when they told me, cause Disney was going to do Muppets in space. Cause it was, it was like galaxy quest meets, uh, you know, star Wars, star Trek parody. Yeah. Much like, well, not really like, I mean, like Treasure Island or Christmas Carol and that, it was parody a genre. But those are specific books. This was more of a genre. Yeah. So it's more like Galaxy Quest. It's more like a Mel Brooks kind of thing. Yes, exactly. And then uh, then Sony picked up the Henson deal for distribution, mm-hmm. and they went with Jerry's uh, much sweeter, smaller movie, which was not a parody. It was a version of what got made, but that, that was a, not a good process, and from my opinion, in that it was... I think 17 to 19 writers worked on it. And Jerry wow. kind of, Jerry ultimately kind of washed his hands of it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it was not a good scene. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it, the process wasn't great. No. Um, anyway. Happy times. Well, I did ask earlier about any uh, fun Jim or Brian stories you'd like to tell us. Oh, uh, let's see. Fun Jim stories. Jim and I both like dessert. Like, we would always order dessert and nobody else would. Aww. Um, and, you know, he had the metabolism of a shrew. He could eat dessert and stay somewhere. I, I you know, you can tell. For those of you who <laughs> like Father Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. We were just friends. It's not like, haha. We, you know, we wouldn't prank each other or anything. We just mm-hmm. want to hang out. We would just, when I was living in New York, we'd go to lunch like once a week, and just he and I would have lunch and talk about life and movies and monsters and Muppets and I don't know. It, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, because the age difference. He was a mentor more than like my good buddy. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like he was a okay. good friend, but it was more like I said, like avuncular, if you know what that means, like an uncle. We yeah. seemed like. My dad had a, a good friend who would take us all fishing, my dad and my brother and I. And we called him Uncle Bill. He wasn't our uncle. Um, but, you know, he would show you stuff. And it was like that. Like, uh, Leonard Nimoy was very similar. Uh, they, I think they enjoy, just like I enjoy having, you know, people with a lot of energy in their 20s on set or yeah. working with me. Because, you know, they bring just this energy and this this kind of fresh perspective. And so I guess that's it. Jim really liked my ideas. Uh he, you know, kind of had me as an idea guy, whether it was kind of a written idea or mainly visual, because he and I were very visual. So we just got along. We had very similar childhoods. And, yeah. Uh, but there's no like, ah, I remember the time that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. There was just silliness, but nothing that was yeah. like, you know, like the Frank Jim stories where they would kind of play jokes on each other or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what What year did you guys meet? Um, yeah, I had just finished Star Trek four. So I met Jim in 1986. Um, and uh, he and I hit it off and he said, I would like you to, you know, would you be interested in working on projects with me? And I was living in LA and he was based in New York and London. I said, yeah. So I started working long distance, you know, without fax machines. I don't even think then maybe, but I would do drawings and then he would We'd work on a thing, an idea. He would fly me out to New York and I'd brainstorm with the team for two or three days and then go home and draw, send the drawings out. Like back in the day, we had to like FedEx them. Um, And that's how it started. And then, so that was, I met him in 86, started freelancing with him kind of from summer of 86 to uh, fall of 87, particularly on one or two projects. And then fall of 87, he, he said, hey, we're doing, I sold this idea to NBC called the Jim Henson Hour. Would you like to move out to New York and work on that? And I said, yeah, that would be awesome. So I left LA and they, they uh, early in 88, I moved out there like February, March of 88 and, and lived in New York and then lived half the time in uh, Toronto in a hotel room working on the Jim, the Jim Henson Hour. Mm-hmm. And then moved back to L.A. in 89 and then was up in San Francisco for like five, six months on RoboCop 2. Came back to L.A. and then started working in Imagineering as a freelance designer on a Tomorrowland redo. And then Jim flew me out to New York in the fall to start working on this thing. We just brainstorm, but Dinosaurs was, mm-hmm. was this. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, so I started working on that. And then went to New York 
maybe, well, I remember the second or third time I was there to talk with him about it. We had lunch and went over the drawings and kind of shaping up what the show was. And then he passed away like four or five days later, wow. which was crazy. Wow. So, yeah, so I had like 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 90, 90 so about five years. Wow. Probably, probably four and a half years mm -hmm. working with him. But uh, he took, I think it was the summer of 89, he called, yeah, it was 89. His assistant called me and said, Jim's planning this trip to the the Mediterranean from the co off the coast of the Spanish islands. And he's, he's booked a yacht. Do you want to go? And I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, he's, he's going to take some friends and, and he just wants a small group. And uh, you just have to get to, it was either get to New York or get to London. And then he would pay for everything flying to Spain and the whole yacht trip. Wow. So I'm like, I will make this work. So I went out to New York and then flew to London and then we all, and it was Dave Goals and Jim's assistant from New York, Jim's assistant from London. So it's one, two, three, four, four of us, Jim and Marianne, his development executive slash girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So that's six, Peter Harris and his boyfriend. And what was that like eight? Wow. Like literally eight guests and 10 crew. Like we were outnumbered by the crew. Wow. And it was a 110 foot yacht. It was amazing. Wow. And we just hung out in the Mediterranean for 10 days. We went to Ibiza, to Mallorca, and we just cruise around and drop anchor this gorgeous water that looked like the lagoon at Disneyland. You could see everything. Wow. And wow. Uh, I would go, I was, um, I did a lot of swimming because I like swimming. So I just jump off the side of the ship mm -hmm. and around. And it was amazing. And that's when I'm like, okay, like this is more than just, you know, a business thing. Like we're friends. Like yeah. you invited me on this. And I will say, you know, just to be honest, and and uh, I wasn't the first person on the list. I think other people just couldn't do mm -hmm. it. You know, like Frank Oz, the Dave, well, Dave Goals was there, but um, uh, you know, other people that he was closer with or had worked with uh, longer had been invited, and they just couldn't fit in their schedules. So I kind of lucked out in that way. Right. I didn't want to be like, oh, I was. Just I mean, you're still on the list, so you know. Yeah. You're still on the list, but uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Dave Goals, uh, I have a funny Dave Goals story, or kind of, it's not really a... Oh, we'll always funny take no. a funny Dave Goals story. So Dave, Please, Dave was, single, Dave was single at the time. I was single at the time because I could not get anybody to come with me. <laughs> like, I guess I was a horrible guy to date because, like, two girls I've been dating, and I'm like, hey, I've got this, like, I, you can come with. And they're like, oh, I'm busy. Uh, what kind of... Like, all, right. all right, you don't need them. What kind yeah. of girl says no to Jim Henson? Jim Henson and a yacht. I know. Oh, um, come on. I was just a terrible kisser, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, Dave Goals and I were both single, and you know he was a funny, goofy guy, and he—I could tell—I just rubbed him the wrong way. He did not. He didn't hate me, but he just was—I I, kind of could tell I annoyed him, and I was, you know, full of energy and silly. Mm. And how old were you at the I, time? Uh, so this was eighty nine so i was 27 okay. oh wow um, around my age so wow yeah that's how old i am yeah 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 so i was 27 yeah right 89 yeah uh and anyway so dave and i kind of circled around each other and when I, you know, he was never mean or snarky and i obviously was not 
because I thought he was great. I, mean, I was like, oh my god, you're Gonzo. Like you're the funny, you know, you're the crazy mm-hmm. one. Like you're like my, you know, yeah, my they call it my totem animal, my spirit animal. Yeah. Um, and so years later, working with the Muppets and all that, Dave has become one of my best friends, Aww. and and my in that he's the biggest supporter. When I did my first movie. Uh, very merry Muppet Christmas. Dave came to me like after two weeks of shooting, and he said he was so effusively uh, kind and um, supportive. He's like, "This is what you were meant to do. You, this is you are so good. You know exactly what you want. You, you, you give us good. You know you you're you're fast. You don't waste time." And and he was so like effusively uh, supportive and and. Uh, complimentary and i was like wow thank you and he's been that way ever since he's like i just he'll come up to me and go just i just love working with you know and it's so great because again he but what's funny was so as we became friends i talked i you know so this was probably maybe during that movie or the wizard of oz or something we're just hanging out because at this point i'm friends with him and his wife and his kids and and it was just he and i and i said so when we did that trip on the yacht (laughs) i was gonna ask if you mentioned and and he, I said, like, it seemed like he goes, oh, yeah, no, I I just thought you were a jerk. And he goes, now I realize that you were, you were just you were just me and I didn't like myself. And, <laughs> you know, and, and so you were just bugged me because you were like all the things I didn't like about myself. And I, it was like, well, you were funny and goofy and, you know, you didn't take things seriously. And, and I, it just, you know, and I said we were trying to occupy the same space. He goes, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we worked it out. But, uh, yeah, it was funny. So it's not, like, hilarious funny. Right. But it was, it was amazing the guy who's become, out of all the performers, I mean, outside of Jim, uh, he's the one that's just kind of stood by me and just always been so, so supportive. Not that the others, like, you know, throw rocks at me and say I'm terrible. Right. But no one else has come up to me. I want to say Bill Beretta is, has been really supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though we can drive each other crazy sometimes. Yeah. But Dave had a... Dave had a really good quote in the um, Muppet Guys Talking documentary where he was like, okay. the difference between the Muppets before and the Muppets now is it's being, it, it's like you said, it's being run by a company and not by a person. Yeah, the the corporate, and it's, I don't know how you would fix that. Yeah. It's that, I mean, if I was talking with friends last night, we all, they're puppeteers. Um, it's Drew Massey. I don't know if you yeah. saw Brendar mm-hmm. or the Barry and the Troll. Mm-hmm. So Drew's a dear friend. He's worked on most of these Muppet things with me. We were just talking about how the corporate environment just cannot be unless there's a Walt, unless it's a corporation with a head like a Walt Disney or a Steve Jobs yeah. or, a, or a Jim Henson, because they creativity is is sort of killed in corporations because it's all covering your ass excuse the expression but like but it's more that if you're not a creative person it's 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 the term management yeah now management doesn't imply creativity it implies managing something you know like if you're managing creatives you're trying to you know and i get it like creative people very often need to be rounded up and herded into a direction and that's what directing is and that's what creative management is but these corporations are run by lawyers and business people and marketing people. And again, all good people who do their jobs, but it's become upside down. They're running the show where the creatives are now beholden to them. Now where it is working at Disney, again, in my humble opinion, which is worth what you paid for it. Um, my mom used to say, 
uh, is Kevin Feige. And again, he's a friend, but if you watch the Marvel movies, there's a point of view there and he has three or four other guys that are like his generals. If he's the president and they're his general five-star generals and they have this creative, uh, agreement of what they're doing and they meet all the time and they have story sessions and all that. But there's one, there's one guy at the top and because they're so successful, Disney's like you, it was like John Lasseter when Mm -hmm. he was at Pixar. Okay. You're the guy and you're going to pull, you're going to call the shots good or bad, you know, and and John had a really good run there and then his personal life kind of caught up with him. But, um, but Kevin and, and the Marvel guys, again, Disney trusts them. And I think the problem with the Muppets is again there was no Jim and now there's no Brian or yeah. any mm-hmm. any Henson, and there's no John Lasseter. There's no creative head where they go, oh, you get the Muppets, we trust you. So they've kind of been farmed out. I've used other terms a little less uh, <laughs> pleasant. Um, like who wants to dance with the Muppets? You know, like oh, Jason Siegel, you wrote a fan script. Great, you can do that because we we want to get in with you and the. The um, yeah. Apatow mm-hmm. world, yeah, and you know they did this movie and it was, I mean, it was fine, but to me it was a, a fan film where it was a Jason Siegel movie yeah. featuring mm-hmm. the Muppets, and uh, totally and then you know the follow up one was, you know, like every bad comedy idea is like it's yeah. the evil twin episode, yeah. and again it wasn't bad, but like really you spent seventy million dollars on that. Honestly, the best thing about those movies was the music by uh, yeah, Brett, exactly. Brett Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Brett from the Concord. from the Concord. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they spend so much money on those things. I'm like, well, you know, I did Wizard of Oz for like eight million dollars, and they spent like seventy million to do uh, a movie in England where there's an evil Kermit. I mean, really? I don't know what the money. Was. It was only eight million uh, from Wizard of Oz. Wow. Yeah. Wizard wow. of Oz is a musical with puppets for wow. eight million bucks. Wow. And Very Merry Muppet Christmas was like seven. Or I think maybe Christmas was eight and Wizard of Oz was nine or ten. But again, if you take out there was some mm-hmm. top heavy money going to talent. So so right. let's say eight and nine. So Wizard of Oz was nine. So a third well, mm-hmm. not even a third. Like Treasure mm-hmm. Island was done for like twenty five million in nineteen ninety five. So you know, the things that I do are like TV movies and I get it. It's not like you would mm-hmm. get more money, but, uh, you know, in this, this movie we just did, that was not, it was about the same kind of budget and we're doing ghosts and yeah. building haunted mansions. And, you know, it's not like four guys in a mm-hmm. car on a road trip. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot. So that's probably the biggest frustration is that because they don't have a Kevin Feige or John Lasseter mm-hmm. or a Jim Henson or a Brian Henson to go Okay, we trust you. We'll give you a big budget. You know, well, I guess they did. They tried it with the movies, but again, it was just farming yeah. out the creative. Yeah. Now, do you think that's something that could end up changing? I mean, if this, you know, this special, I feel like is going to bring a lot of different people, you know, and maybe that'll make it more popular. And It's getting a lot of marketing. The, mm-hmm. the joke is it'll do really well. And so they'll get, you know, Guillermo del Toro will do the Muppet, you know, scary movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're never, that's that old thing. You're never profit in your own town. So I, I don't know. I, I was very frustrated and have been with the way the Muppets again. And we're spoiled. I mean, I, we talked a little bit before the call started with about Frank Oz and people asked me about the Frank Oz, you know, interview in the yeah. Guardian. 
And what you have to understand is his frustration is the same as mine. When you work with Jim or Brian, there was one person to basically deal with. Like he liked it or he didn't. You moved on. That was it. With yeah. a corporation, with marketing and business affairs and, and you know, everyone combing every piece of dialogue. Lawyers. On Wizard of Oz, we got 40 pages of notes from lawyers a week before we started shooting. <laughs> you can't say this. You can't say that. You got to change the colors of the roofs. All this crazy stuff. I'm like, this, What? And it was all like, well, you know, this might be misconstrued. The book misconstrued, <laughs> turning to Joey Bishop, misconstrued. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was always that thing of like, I, I just remember kind of telling Martin Baker, like lawyers are now calling or doing script notes. And and that's sort of where we are now is like lawyers and marketing people and all that. And again, they're well-intentioned. They're trying to protect the franchise and being sued. Like they're not, they're, I wouldn't say they're bad. They're not bad people. But it's it's a hell of a way to run a railroad, as they say. It just it kind of stifles creativity. And as I think Frank just when Frank said Disney doesn't want to work with them, they would work with him tomorrow, but they wouldn't give him final cut. Yeah, right. And he's they not going to do it if that's well, you know they were even in casting. Like you know, it's funny being a director with with a franchise. My casting suggestions are here's what you know here's what we're going to give you. And if I said, no, I don't want them, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's how, you know, she's a lovely person, but Ashanti did Wizard of Oz. I said, she's not, she's a great singer. She's a lovely person. She can't carry a whole movie. She's not a, she's a singer, not an actress. And they're like, well, you, that's your task. If you're a good enough director, I'm like, I'm not, I don't have that much time and money. So it's kind of that way. It's like, here's where you're working with, you know, and, and you're just sort of like left with that. So again, I'm sure Frank doesn't want that. He would like, I want Steve Martin to play the audience. I'm like, and we got this. We recommend people of that era, you know, mm-hmm. the Steve Martin shorts. And they're like, eh, the kids today, they don't know who they are. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's perfect casting. It's right, like, I yeah. love John Lovitz and I try to put him in everything. And I, the, always the response I get is like, oh, John Lovitz, you know, he hasn't really been on TV for a while. I'm like, but he's hilarious. Yeah. I would die for him just seeing yeah, him in I know. more he's things a, now. He is a Muppet. He's a human Muppet. Yeah. He's Jerry, Jerry Jewell and I, back when we were doing Treasure Island and the other stuff we worked on, We'd always say when we were just coming up with casting when you're writing to kind of, you know, give you an idea of like what kind of voice you'd write for. We would say, oh, yeah, that's a Muppet person. You know, Billy Connolly. Yeah. Muppet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tim Curry, Muppet person. Like we were so fortunate on Treasure Island. Oh, yeah. And again, the Brits get the Muppets and kind of that British humor really works with it. So, yeah. You know, Steve Martin, Martin Short, they're Muppet. They're they're Muppety entertainers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh and others who people really love are not. And that's not bad. It's just they don't kind of jibe well with the Muppet energy. Yeah. yeah. You don't um, have to say names, but was there anybody that kind of stood out to you doing this that you're like, wow, like they really, you know, mesh well with the Muppets? No, there were a couple who just, I mean, one of them, I can say it was a female. She was so sweet and so nice wrote me a thank you letter. She was Aww. on set for one. All these cameos and even the, the main human roles are just one or two day job gigs. Mm-hmm. She wrote a thank you letter to like five of us. I don't know when she did it. She was on set Aww. maybe for three hours. Yeah. Um, no, and there are people who love Bobby Moynihan. Oh my God. Oh. He's a brother from another mother. I, I He had just left SNL and we were doing the Hollywood Bowl show. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at, at, at uh, guests, you know, the, the celebrity yeah. host. And uh, Keegan-Michael Key was up. I'm like, oh, he's great. You know, he, uh, he was awesome. And then he couldn't do it. And I'm like, Bobby Moynihan just left SNL. He just seems like a guy. 
And he, you know, like he was saying, I, I'd pay you guys to do this. He had such a blast. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's a big Star Wars fan, so we hit it off. Yeah. And he's some, you know, I, I and for me, I'm like, well, let's put him in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Uh, like, well, you get these people that love, I mean, uh, Danny Trejo, which we can say now, mm-hmm. we always put him in because he loves the Muppets and he's super fun. And also, I love that he's sort of against type, like. He's yeah. a guy who's actually done time in prison and he loves the Muppets and we cast him as much as we can. Um, you know, and I think that kind of uh, troop, you know, the, the Mercury Theater players that Orson Welles had, where you've got this troop of actors, again, going back to Monty Python and the Muppets. Yeah. You know, when we do these things, they play different roles. Now, in, in this one, they're the Muppets, you know, they're not, they're not, it's not Charles Dickens or anything, but mm-hmm. um we had a lot of fun with it. Well, and and their doppelgangers, as you've seen on the poster, yeah, is Ad Box Bear and uh, Miss Piggy is Leota. Yeah, what's up with Fozzie and the teeth? I mean, I get that it. Was, but I like, was getting some. I, I was getting some monster adventure vibes from it. I was digging <laughs> it. I was like, hell yeah! If you look at the hat box, goes and Fozzie and he's, if it's Fozzie and doesn't yeah. have teeth. He's teeth and black. That's what he is. That's yeah. I get, so I kind of got it, but it just was like it threw me off when I really it's looked Fozzie. at it, and I was it's like, "Not Fozzie." Yeah. Oh my god, it's not I, Fozzie. It's not like Fozzie. It's not like Monster right. returns into that. It's that box, but Fozzie playing that. Right. Okay. So it's. Okay. Yeah. It just it threw me off, and I was like, I put that on Twitter. I'm like. I'm like, can we talk about this for a second? And everyone's like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> well, it's exactly why I did it. Well, yeah. what's really creepy, we tried him with two rows of teeth. And that was like, yeah. So I said, well, let's do one row of teeth. And there was some pushback. I said, no. I mean, that's where they let me. That's kind of the re- the level yeah. of, of directorial notes I get to give. Nope, he's going to have a row of teeth. And, and yeah. like, people got it. They're like, yeah, he's not Fozzie. It's not Fozzie wearing a costume. It's a different character. He just looks... It's supposed to be unmoving. It's supposed to be a little creepy. Like, it's the haunted... It's not the haunted, you know, clown show. I know. It's like you said, it's a little scary. It's yeah. a little silly. Yeah, and just him, him with yeah. teeth as a corpse bear. Just, I don't know. It made me laugh, so... <laughs> There's a few things. Like yeah. That. But it's funny where Disney... There were things that are in the Haunted Mansion they wouldn't let us do because it was... Oh, there's no hanging cool. bodies? <laughs> yes, exactly. That kind of stuff. No nooses, oh. no hanging bodies. It's in the mansion. No heads being cut off, no cut off yeah. heads. Um, one of the cameos we did uh, when I originally did it, mm-hmm. his head was floating above his body. Yeah. we had him post and they said, no, that's too creepy. It probably mm-hmm. was the right decision in looking at it. But but they, they were... It's like, but it's in the mansion. Yeah. yeah hanging um, right. I know. Yeah. Children but, see but this it is funny. every that, day. That's again back to some frustrations. It's like, eh, it might scare kids. Well, it's the haunted like, mansion. We want to scare children, and it's not like anyone gets their head chopped off on camera. Anyway, uh, so yeah, spoilers. Funny. No one gets their oh. head lopped off. Yeah, exactly. No decapitations. I'm not. I'm sorry. I got to pass. There you go. Exactly. I think you should start a movement. Bomber. Director's cut, the, the splatter version. Splatter. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I did. So if you remember Wizard Muppets, Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino plays the director when you cut yep. away. Yeah. You Kermit. Well, while we were shooting that, and I have this, and someday I'll make it an NFT and sell it for millions. <laughs> I have a cut where I just said to Quentin, you know, between takes, I said, hey, 
just do one where you're you like go bananas, swear a blue streak, talk, make it gory. Just what everyone thinks a Quentin Tarantino pitch would be. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. So we start rolling. He goes, Hey, Kurt, uh, I want to do one that kind of give it the, you know, give it my take or the Quentin Tarantino touch. I'm like, sure, man, go for it. And he just, he's stomping on the table and just swearing a blue streak and talking about guts flying and splattering. And he just went nice. for it. And it was hilarious. And we were going to put it in the, uh, blooper reel and I said well just beep it out because you'll mm-hmm. still get you know yeah I'm like no no too much so so uh, some someday I'll show that at a con or something just as a little a little yeah. Easter egg I can't announce it because I'm sure they'll you know put me in jail but <laughs> the Tarantino version is, is the Tarantino that, cut of the Muppets <laughs> Wizard yeah, of Oz just, and it's no, just, just that, that one scene, scene that's everything's yeah. the same except that one. Well, he had just, yeah, he had just released, uh, I think the second, because I have both copies of the DVD yeah. of um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, if you watch it, he has Piggy in that jumpsuit yeah. with the swords doing yep. the crazy stuff. So he just basically pitched the same idea, but just went for it with language and the gore. Um, but yeah, Aww, so we didn't There's no swearing in this one. <laughs> oh. Swearing. No, I don't think swearing really helps the Muppets, but yeah, yeah. every so often. Or I like I like innuendo, especially with like Pepe oh yeah. god, and yeah, Pepe and Uncle Deadly. Like they did pull a Pepe joke that I really like, which was just it wasn't even innuendo. It was just kind of dissing on marriage or relationships, just saying mm-hmm. they're hard. Yeah. Like oh, that's too. That's you know we don't want to say that. I'm like yeah, everybody says that relationships are hard or marriage mm-hmm. is difficult, but it was a, it was constructed in a joke. And they pulled it, but then they replaced it with a funny loop line. That's okay. pretty funny. Okay. Uh, in some ways, it's even weird, more perverted. But uh, oh, all right, but, folks, look for the perverted joke from Pepe in the yeah, movie. near the end of the movie, and it's just it, it sort of alludes to a perversion. I won't say anything more. We got that to okay. look forward right. to. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely you've definitely said a lot, and I'm happy soon that you guys have to text me and go. I know what you're talking. Yes. About. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just sound like I'm complaining about no, it. No, I mean, I mean, as it's really fun. At the end of the day, it's fun. Yeah. As Muppet fans, we're like, when are we going to get something new? And then we get something new. So we're this. We will. We could listen to you even if you are complaining. I mean, I'm just thinking of it as just conversation with friends. Like yeah, you're just exactly. venting, and that's awesome. That's yeah. so just. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I did your thing. It's not yeah. like a marketing. Yeah. And I'm going to do marketing things with Disney because I want to. I want, you know, the, look, the working with the Muppets is kind of, look, anytime you're in a dream job, you know, like if you're a, if you love ballet and you work in the ballet theater, if you love, you know, race cars and you work as a, you know, every, you get into this world and then you kind of find out, okay, it's still a job and there's yeah. people mm-hmm. who are annoying. There's, oh, absolutely. there's some corporate thing that they won't let you do the thing you want to do. But, the, the 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 probably the number one question I get is it must be so fun going to work and and it is yep working with guy you know Bill Beretta Dave Goals all those guys um you know we we kind of speak in shorthand and we can be the improv is great the uh, the creation of something as silly as we get to do is great. Um, you know, I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to just in my dotage, be more grateful because yeah. I look back, people come up to me like, Oh my God, you got to work on little, 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 I'm like, yeah, I did. But the time I was just like, yeah, yeah. They're not paying very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
but you know, and my feet hurt or uh, <laughs> God, right. the weather in Toronto sucks. Um, Me working uh, at the parks. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We worked. We we yeah, both work yeah, at Disney. We get it. Every day, and people are like, "Oh God, it's a, it's a lot yeah. of work." Uh, my dad grew up in the Depression. Uh, he was born. He was ten years old when the Depression hit, and he used to say, "Whenever I would complain about whatever long hours or something," and again, you complain because it's just venting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he would say, "Beats digging ditches," <laughs> and he wasn't. It wasn't a. Um, it wasn't a, like a meme. He really had dug ditches and as a kid to make money to, you know, buy food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was 10, but in his, wow. in his early teens, before he had gone off to high school, he had worked summer jobs, digging ditches and, you know, putting tar on telephone poles just wow. to make the, you know, $2 a week you got, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and so he'd always say, never, never look a, a good job, especially he didn't understand the whole art. He was not an artist. He did not get the arts. Mm-hmm. And he knew that I loved it and he was supportive, but he said, never, you know, uh, never look these jobs in the mouth and yeah. don't, don't take them for mm-hmm. granted. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was insanely, infor- uh, insanely fortunate from working with Phil Tippett and the guys at, at uh, and George Lucas and, and Joe Johnston and the guys at, at Lucasfilm and then uh, Leonard Nimoy and Chris Wallace on Gremlins and Joe Dante and, and then Jim Henson, you know, yeah. and then Brian Henson and the Henson family. And it's, I was super fortunate. And I look back and it's like, it seems like a, you know, you could do a, I thought about writing a book to do a, a, a like a biography, but a funny mm-hmm. one about working on Star Wars when I was 19, you know, just that crazy mm-hmm. and how amazing yeah. it was. And also, you know, learning about life and sex and drugs and rock and roll and movie making and, you know, standing next to Harrison yeah. Ford in the lunch line and going out dancing with Carrie Fisher and just stuff that you, wow. like, again, I look back in the moment, you're just doing the fun thing. Like, Hey, we're going out dancing. Okay. Carrie and six yeah. of the stunt guys are going. And you know, I was 19. I got nothing better to do. It's not like I'm going home with my wife and kids. I'm like, sure. And then afterwards, like you just, Oh, I have all these crazy stories that, you know, have been really, so anyway, I, I'm trying to end on a, on an upbeat note. It's like, I'm very fortunate and very great. Underpants jokes. I've never been able to do an underpants joke with the Muppets, and I try all the time. Oh, man. Isn't that what Frank Oz said one time, though, about the 2011 movie? He didn't like it because it had the fart joke. Well, I don't... Oh, the fart shoes? That was dumbest shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. That it was, was stupid. I, I mean, a a well-placed fart joke it... could work, but that was not clever. Yeah. But I under... Yeah. I, I thought it would have been funny if they had made... If they had gone, f- like, fully, like, recognizing how stupid right. it was. Right. But instead, it was just like Kermit goes, oh, boy, or something like that. Yeah. Like, I love a good fart joke. I love farts. They're, you know, I tell that device over there to do 100 farts in a row, and she'll do it. And I think it's the funniest really? thing ever. Oh, my God. Just just be like, yeah, you got it. I think it's like a. Yeah, they're just repeating the same one. Oh, uh, no, they're different. Wait, let me try. Oh, Alexa, board. give me 10 farts in a row. Oh, see, now she's not going to do it. Of course, I did it the other it's day that though. Thick accent. And my yeah, I know. Sometimes it doesn't understand me. It's funny because the one in here won't pick me up, but the one all the way on the other side of the house will. So that one has my alarm sometimes, and then this one does. Alexa, shut up. <laughs> she just keeps going. But yeah, so it'll pick me up, and my alarm's going off in there, and I faintly hear it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to wake up. You didn't help me at all. Like this is, and this is the newer one too. So I don't. 
I don't get tech. Stupid AI. I don't get it, but. Let me see if I can do that with Google. Okay, Google. Nothing. <laughs> okay, Google. Play 10 fart sounds. Got it. Halloween fart sounds won by the wet ones on YouTube. <laughs> oh, what's that? It's a commercial. Oh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it's a YouTube video for all your listeners. Google spooky farts for Halloween by the wet ones. Oh my gosh. And I love it's called Halloween Fart Sounds number one. Number one. So there's a whole series of this. Oh my God. This shit's scary. There is a grown man who's about four years older than me. I've been friends with since forever. He worked at Henson. I won't say his name. But he... He... he, he farts make he's English, so that might be part of it. Okay. Farts like that or a recording of farts will literally make him like he will fall on the floor beat face down and lose all muscle control and cry. If you just go like he'll just be yeah. and, and something like that, an hour of it would literally put him in the hospital. Oh it's, my god. It's so weird. It's like finding that spot on your dog where you you know you rub it and they, they, they and they get sleep. yeah. Yeah. It's oh. hilarious. Oh. So somebody thinks it's funny, but I, I, I don't I think just throwing a fart joke in there is funny. Yeah. Well, on that brown note, <laughs> I think we've taken up enough of your time. Yeah, I'm going to go work on Mystery Science yeah. Theater. Oh, oh, it has been it's, it's so great to talk to you again. It's been so much fun. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize to all your listeners. Oh, no, <laughs> don't. If anybody's asking for an apology... You can't. You're not allowed to listen. We're we're the number three comedy podcast in like Indonesia. Now we're going to be number, we're number four. nine in Costa Rica. <laughs> you're number nine. We're number you're nine. Number nine. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was it was so nice to kind of like finally meet you. Kind of finally, yeah. 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 Thank you so right. much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Muppet History Podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Kirk Thatcher. He's always a uh, delight. And check out Muppets Haunted Mansion coming to Disney Plus on October 8th. And Madison, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? On Twitter, I am at Steely Dam, and that is with three N's at the end. S-T-E-E-L-Y-D-A-M-N-N-N. And then... uh, Instagram, I am at Hall and Oatsmeal. And if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at History Muppet on Twitter or Muppet History everywhere else. Or Half-Hearted JG if you just so want to follow my shenanigans and the constant posts about my girlfriend. Thank you all for listening. Check out our Patreon if you want to help support us. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you all next time on the Muppet History Podcast.